Today on the Craft Room Podcast, let's talk about Copic maintenance and handling. This is episode 34. Welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lewis, professional crafter, craft teacher, and all-round craft enthusiast. This podcast will help you get great value from your craft supplies and perhaps help you discover new techniques, ideas, and products to take your crafting to the next level. There is so much craft to talk about, so let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me for the first episode of 2023. Today we are talking about a couple of very important things you need to know if you have Copic markers or are thinking about starting your collection. That is maintenance and handling. I want to start by laying out my credentials. I'm a Copic certified instructor and an authorized Copic stockist in Australia. I have been using Copic markers for over 13 years and I created the Copic subscription box as a way to help crafters to build their Copic coloring skills as well as their marker collection. And while I do know a lot about Copic markers, I don't receive any updated information from the two corporation who make Copics. So I have to work a lot of things out on my own and keep an eye on various online forums and articles. Now, as part of my business, I offer a Copic re-inking service. And last year, I noticed a marked increase in the number of extremely dry markers that were coming in for re-inking. In every single case, those extremely dry sketch markers had a crack inside one lid. In most cases, the marker could not be re-inked and I was left with the awful task of letting each customer know that they needed a new marker. So I started reading up on it and I learned a few things, which is how this episode was born. So I wanna share that information with you so that you can make your Copic markers last for many years. Let's talk maintenance. Regular marker maintenance is important to keep your Copics in good shape for a long time. And this falls into three categories, lids, nibs, and refills. Let's start with lids. You really have to make sure that the lids are on properly. It's simple, but it's important because the Copic ink is an alcohol-based ink. If a lid's left open for too long or not quite snapped on properly, that alcohol is going to evaporate and then you're going to have problems the next time you want to color. You need to also check inside the lids. See, every time you remove and replace the lid, that brush nib is going to transfer a little bit of ink onto the inside of the lid. And that ink can build up, and when it does, you may encounter a couple of problems. Firstly, as that ink dries, instead of the nib leaving ink on the lid, that kind of jelly consistency or worse, crusty old dry ink will transfer from the lid onto your marker nib. This can lead to damage of the nib where the ink doesn't flow well or maybe it doesn't flow at all. Secondly, buildup of ink inside the lid can compromise the airtight seal, which leads to your marker drying out. Now to clean your marker lids, you only need two things, isopropyl alcohol, I use isocol, which you can get at the supermarket or the pharmacy, and cotton buds or cotton swabs. I usually pour a little bit of the isocol into either the isocol cap or a little ceramic like sauce dish. You can dip in the cotton bud and then wipe away that dried ink that's inside the lid. Now, if there's a lot of ink, you might need more than one cotton bud and you might need to scrub a little bit but it will clean up relatively quickly. 
be sure to clean all the way around the top edges, around the face of it, but also down into the lid. And if there's any dried up ink on the marker in that section between the nib and where the lid snaps on, give that a clean up as well. Now I'm going to be honest, the thought of sitting down to clean my entire Copic collection in one hit makes me want to do pretty much anything else, even housework. Because with a collection of 350 markers, that is 700 lids I need to check and clean. That's kind of a lot. So, so in order not to overwhelm myself and actually get the job done, I have put a new system in place. I retired a mug from the kitchen, which will live out its days on my craft desk. Now, when I'm coloring, if I notice that a marker has a particularly grubby lid, I put it into the mug rather than putting it away. I now have the option of cleaning the lids at the end of my coloring session, at the beginning of my next coloring session, or I can grab them with some isocolon cotton buds to clean while I'm watching TV, waiting for the kettle to boil or for the microwave to do its thing. Once they're clean, I can put them away, happily knowing that they are going to live to color another day. Let's talk nibs. The most common issues for nibs are crystallization, sticky spots, and drying. A crystallized nib is usually caused by one of two things, a peculiarity of the dye or a manufacturing error. Some colors with high dye concentrations are especially prone to crystallization. You could try wiping away the crystals by using a cloth that's been spritzed with a bit of isocol, but be quick because you don't want to wick away too much of the ink. If that works, you'll know that the crystallization was a result of the dye. However, if it's a manufacturing issue, it will become a recurring problem. You could try to contact the two corporation, Copic, directly, but ultimately, whatever happens, that marker will need to be replaced. A sticky nib is a sign of a bigger problem. The ink inside your Copic marker is essentially a mix of alcohol and dyes with a few extra bits put in there. And when a nib has sticky patches, it's usually a sign that your marker is slowly drying out. If you catch it early, you might be able to save the marker by cleaning inside the lids and around the nib to restore the airtight seal. Sometimes you can wipe that sticky section away on a piece of scrap paper and all will be well. However, if it's not caught early enough, that stickiness is going to permeate from the nib down into the cotton core. It's going to take over the entire marker and eventually you will need to replace it. I'm going through this now with the first Copic marker I ever owned. And while 13 years is a good innings, I'm kind of sad to say goodbye to my old friend, the E35 Chow. Now, if you notice light or white spots on the tip or along the side of your superbrush nib that you've been using for coloring, that means the ink is running out and it needs to be refilled. Please do not wait too long to refill your marker and we will talk more about why shortly. Now, while Copic markers are designed for long-term use, the nibs will eventually start showing signs of wear and tear. It is no different than what I experienced when I was learning folk art painting in the 90s. It didn't seem to matter whether I used a cheap brush or an expensive brush. They all eventually wore out and that's because the brushes were soft, but the surface I was painting on was hard. It's the same with Copic nibs. That paper might feel smooth, but it's not as soft as that super brush nib. I think 
the best analogy I've seen for this is comparing it to a pencil. Paper is abrasive, so it wears down that perfectly pointed pencil lead. So we need to sharpen the pencil to get the point back. The signs to look for of wear and tear in your Copic nibs are when they start curving to one side or they start getting fuzzy. Thankfully, it's easy to replace a nib and while nibs are not cheap, they are still cheaper than buying a new marker and there's less going into landfill. Take careful notice of your marker nibs as they are the way your Copics will alert you to any problems. Let's talk refilling. Your marker is going to drop more than one hint that it is thirsty and it needs a refill. You might start seeing streaky color instead of smooth. You might hear a squeaky sound when you're shading because less ink equals more friction, which equals squeaking. Your ink may be a lighter color than usual. And there's the classic, a totally dry nib tip. I remember when the new reinkers were released that there was a lot of grumbling about how they halved in size, but not in price. However, there are a few upsides to the smaller reinker bottle. And as a glass half full kind of gal, I like to look for silver linings. And for starters, reinkers are now more affordable. They don't take up as much space. And even though each refill costs more than it used to, it is still cheaper than a new marker. One of those new reinkers will fill a sketch marker seven times, at least seven times, and a chow marker nine times. Now, at the time of recording this, I have sketch markers in my store for $10. Refills are $12. That's not much more than the marker. That is $1.71 per refill for sketch and $1.33 per refill for chow. Very affordable. The reinkers you'll need first are going to be in those colors that you use the most. For me, it's the lightest colors of my favorite blending mixes because they cover the most area when I'm coloring. And obviously, if it's my favorite, I use it the most. So order your reinker or send your markers for reinking the second you see that white patch or hear that squeak and keep those markers fresh. If you're in Australia and you'd like some refills ordered in, I have a pre-order service. So you can just let me know what you need and I'll get them in for you. I will link to the pre-order form in the show notes as well as on the blog. Now, something I learned in the past few months is that if you wait too long to re-ink your marker, the cotton core begins to harden and then cure. Once that core is cured, it cannot be revived. That marker will need to be replaced. So once again, I'm begging you, please don't wait too long to re-ink your markers. Now let's talk handling. As I mentioned right at the beginning of this episode, there seems to be an increase in cracked Copic marker lids and therefore dried out markers. And we need to talk about that. There is a rumor circulating that there've been changes to the plastic used in marker barrels and lids over the last couple of years. And this makes them more prone to cracking. Now, let me be very, very clear. This is a rumor, not confirmed fact. Now, regardless of whether this is true or not, markers are cracking. And there are steps you can take to prolong the life of your Copic markers. And this applies to any other markers that you have as well. Number one, no more twisting those sketch marker lids to remove them. I know a number of years ago, the advice given was to twist those lids off just in case it was a super juicy marker because those things 
have a tendency to splatter all over the image you just spent the last hour colouring and always, always in the most unfixable place. So instead, I now choose to pull the cap straight off, but make sure I'm not holding it over my current colouring project. I keep a tissue or a cloth to the side and I open juicy markers over that. If you have a regular offender in this category, maybe pop a little washi tape on the lid to remind you to take care when opening that marker. Current advice is to stop twisting those lids because it can place additional stress on the plastic, resulting in hairline fractures inside the lid. No matter how small, a crack in the lid is going to compromise the airtight seal. And if it's not caught quickly, the marker is doomed. Number two, no more clicking your lids closed by placing it on your desk and pressing down to hear that very satisfying click as it snaps properly into place. Again, this can place additional stress on the plastic and result in an interior lid crack. And number three, keep your pens away from direct sunlight. I know this one hurts because I love seeing my marker collection in its beautiful color wheel order of perfection on display, but constant exposure to sunlight can degrade the plastic, making it weak, and then you get cracks. So in my hunt for information, I came across this uh, from the Two Corporation website in their FAQ section about Copics. I'm reading a quote, since our caps are made of plastic, they will crack or deform when exposed to strong external pressure, making the cap feel loose. If it loosens up, the nib can become dry even when the cap is closed. In that case, even if you try refilling the marker, the ink would not be absorbed. If that happens, we recommend to replace a cap with a new one. So basically, don't jam your markers into places that are too tight. Don't drop them, step on them, run them over with your car. And you know, all those common sense things. And look, I don't know if it's weaker plastic or if it's simply the curse of the 2020s taking its toll. But Copic markers kind of need loads of protection right now. So let's move on to troubleshooting. If you are noticing that one of your Copic markers is drying out, and especially a sketch, classic or wide marker, it doesn't seem to happen as much with chows, follow these steps. Number one, clean the inside of the lid thoroughly. Number two, Examine the inside of the lid closely in bright natural light or use the flashlight on your phone. If you use reading glasses, now is the time to whip them out. And if you need a magnifying glass, absolutely use one. It could save your marker. Number three, you are looking for the finest of fine hairline cracks. So far, every crack I've found has run up and down the lid, never around it. If you find a crack, and the marker is completely dried out, then it's time to thank the marker for the joy it brought you and order a new one. However, don't just throw it away. You need to check the other lid because if it has zero cracks, it can now become a spare lid that may save the life of another marker. If you find a crack and the marker still has some ink flowing, now is the time to replace that lid and save the marker. On sketch, classic and wide markers, the colored end caps with the codes can be removed from the lid. So that means you can take any spare lids you've removed from a dead marker, switch out the end caps and just throw away the cracked lid, your marker will be saved. If you don't have any spare lids, you can get blank markers and use those lids as spares. 
If there is no crack but the lid is warped, it's time for a replacement lid or a new marker. If there's no crack in the lids, check the barrel of the marker. If that is also clear, that may just mean it's time to re-ink. This leads me to the subject of buying new markers and pre-loved markers that someone is de-stashing. If you are buying a sketch marker in person, at a store or at a craft show, check the lids out before you buy. If you are buying from an online store, maybe ask them how they pack and post. I always bubble wrap Copic markers when I send them out and they all travel by satchel. But up until late last year, I had been sending the Copic subscription box just in a box without any extra padding. It was a cheap and efficient way to post. However, as soon as one of the markers came back to me with a crack in the barrel, which is a 100% death sentence for a Copic marker, I changed it up. And now they travel in a box or satchel with more padding, just like I do with regular marker sales. If you are buying from a D-stash, especially online, be wary of the phrase, it's just a bit dry, it needs re-inking. Maybe it does, or maybe it's a dead marker and you do not want to pay for one of those. Ask the seller if they're willing to send you a photo of the insides of the caps and the super brush nib altogether, as that should give you at least a peek into the condition of the marker before you commit to purchase. But if you're willing to take the chance, it's always worth setting up your phone to record the entire process of opening the parcel when it arrives and checking out all of the markers. Keep your hands and markers in the shot at all times. And then if it's a dud batch, at least you have video evidence. I really hope that you found this information helpful. And if you're wondering if I still love my Copic markers, I really do. It is still my goal to help you build a collection you will use, learn colouring skills that make you proud of your finished piece and help you get the best value from your Copic markers. Look, I'm thrilled that other crafters and artists have been talking about these issues and sharing their tips and solutions so that all Copic enthusiasts can benefit. I'm happy that I've learned more about caring for my markers and that I can make sure every marker I sell arrives in tip-top shape to its new home. And I'm especially glad that I can share this new knowledge with you. So be kind to your markers, listen to what those nibs are trying to tell you, and happy colouring. Thanks so much for joining me in the craft room today. You can find links and other information about today's episode in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. I'd really appreciate that. I do hope you have a very crafty day and I will see you next time. Bye for now.